0: HT Smartcast
1: You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast.
0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of 1947 The Road to Indian Independence. A special podcast series presented to you by The Hindustan Times to mark India at 75. Decades after Indian Nationalists formed the Indian National Congress in Bombay, there was a radical rupture in politics because of British actions at the other end of the country, the capital of British India, Calcutta. This changed the direction of India's nationalist struggle and deepened a communal divide that would haunt India for decades to come. Lord Curzon, the Imperial Viceroy, in 1905 decided it was time to divide British India's largest province. The Bengal Presidency. To the east was a new province, with a majority of Muslims, with Dhaka as its centre. To the west, encompassing present-day Orissa and Bihar, was the rest of Bengal, with Calcutta as the centre. The British claimed this was done for administrative reasons. Indian nationalists weren't fooled. They could quickly see that this was a part of the empire's divide-and-rule strategy. Bengal's nationalists were furious with what they saw as the division of their motherland. The partition led to a host of new nationalist mobilization techniques from calls of boycott to Swadeshi. It also deepened the divide within the Congress between moderates and extremists, whose patience with the empire was now running thin and who advocated a more aggressive approach. But while Hindus were overwhelmingly opposed to the partition, newly assertive Muslim elites of the East saw in it a vehicle for their political rise. In 1906, the Muslim League was formed in Dhaka. The organisation would have a deep, and many would argue, devastating and destructive impact on the idea of a united India in subsequent decades. The British reversed the partition in 1911, but the seeds of division, as well as more radical nationalism, had been laid. To discuss the partition and its impact on India, I am delighted to welcome to this episode of our podcast, Bhashwati Mukherjee. A former Indian Foreign Service officer, she is the author of Bengal and its partition, The Untold Story. Thank you, ma'am, for joining us.
1: My pleasure.
0: Take us back, ma'am, to the years leading up to 1905. Lord Curzon is the viceroy, Bengal is the pride of the empire. What was political life in Bengal during this period?
1: Thank you very much, Prashant. Um, let me take you right back to 1757, Battle of Plassey, Because you must remember that the British imperial adventure in India began with Bengal. And Kolkata was never the capital of Bengal. It was Mushidabad. Kolkata is an artificial creation of the British Empire. uh, As is the notion that the eastern part of Bengal had Muslim majority. That is also only partially correct and very much incorrect at the time of British imperialism in 1757. We move to 1857, fast forward. In 1857, the Bengal Imperial Army, the Indian Bengal Army, is the one which revolted. At that time, the recruitment into the army, the British Indian Army, all over India, was on caste basis and not on religious basis. As a result, in 1857, the British realized with horror that the Indians recruited on a caste basis, were very effective, especially in the early months of 1857, in almost throwing out the British from India by use of force alone. And there was complete unity on a religious basis within the armed forces of the British Indian Army. Then came the rise of cultural nationalism, which actually originated in Bengal, so you had giant figures like Vivekananda, etc., exhorting the Bhadralok to look at India not from the cultural lens of the Bhadralok, but in a broader national context. Therefore, putting to rest the argument of the British essentialists who said that India is a strange conglomeration of races, languages, cultures, etc., it is not a nation. It can never be a nation, and it was born to be ruled by the British. Vivekananda began the process of debunking that myth. And so I come back to my long answer to your very important question. Curzon and partition. Why did it happen, and why did he begin with Bengal? The crown took over post 1857, but the loot of India continued unabated. Since the cultural nationalism was followed by political nationalism, emanating out of Bengal, the British speedily came to the conclusion that the Bengalis are a very troublesome people, that Indians are very tricky unless they are divided. The caste division is not effective and therefore it is important to divide India by first beginning with the great Bengal experiment and partitioning Bengal, East and West on the basis of religion, which once again I must underline to you, Prashant, was erroneous because very large numbers of Hindus, including my own family, came from the East. In fact, the East was the cultural capital of Bengal. It was not Kolkata, it was not Mushidabad, it was actually Dhaka. And Dhaka was the core of the Bengal economy, the culture, the civilization, everything that Bengal was proud of. What happened thereafter was that when Curzon partitioned Bengal, there was outrage among the Bhadralok. The political mistake of the Bhadralok, in my opinion, was that they should have mobilized the Muslims along with them. That was an error committed by the Indian National Congress, the Bengal Congress did try, but the Indian National Congress based in North India did not see it quite from the eyes of the Bengal Congress. As a result, and because the Muslim League had come up by that time, and because the idea of separate electorates for Hindus and Muslims, again on religious basis, had already been put into these fertile years of the Muslim League by the British. Therefore, when the partition was reversed, as you rightly point out, in 1911 due to huge pressure by the Bhagavad who were very influential in London because of their superior education, their cultural status, their close links with the British Empire, etc. When it was reversed by, by London, by Whitehall, the Muslims saw in it a devious plot by the Hindus, not by the British to keep them underdeveloped forever. And therefore, Curzon actually achieved by undoing the partition what he could not achieve by the partition. In other words, he brought the partition to divide Hindu and Muslim, but he divided Hindu and Muslim in Bengal forever by rolling back the partition. And that is one of the ironies of our history that I have written about.
0: Thank you so much, ma'am, for laying the ground and explaining to us both the history as well as the impact. Let me take you back to Lord Curzon's decision. So religion and dividing Bengalis on the basis of religion was the primary motive. How did he go about it and what happened when he announced the partition of Bengal?
1: We imagine that the British were very rational when they drew up borders, boundaries or divided peoples and nations. They were not. If you look at the Durand line, how was Afghan divided against Afghan? Who signed on the Durand line? The McMohan line in India and China. The the way the, the British used to divide and the final partition, Radcliffe, who knew nothing about maps, who knew nothing about India and who was merely told by Mountbatten to hurry up because the British want to get out of India. So don't look for any rational basis for the partition. It was simply divided administratively in a red line across the East and the West. And even when the final partition came of Bengal, the voting, many people in the Bengal Legislative Assembly did not know what they were voting about. They were divided into Hindu and Muslim constituencies. They did not know that their vote would definitely divide up Bengal, that they would lose Dhaka. In fact, the Indian part of Bengal very narrowly avoided losing Kolkata only because the Nawab of Dhaka thought that if Kolkata was added in the segment, which is now Bangladesh, it would diminish the glory of Dhaka. And that is how we were able to hang on to Kolkata, that we were not successful in large tracts, Chittagong Hill Tracks, which were not Muslim at all, or parts of of Bengal Assam, which were Hindu and which went to the other side. So there was nothing rational at all. It was just administrative, a red line, which shows how much contempt they had for the feelings of the people living there for centuries, who had a syncretic culture until it was divided by the British
0: So so, when that decision happened, uh, what was the reaction of the nationalists? You alluded to it a little bit in your first response. uh, But this was also a period after 1885 when Indian nationalists thought that they could bring change through giving petitions, through moderate politics, through constitutional methods. And suddenly after the partition, we see outrage. Take us back to that period and the mood within the nationalist camp, both within the Congress as well as in Bengal.
1: Well, the mood very quickly changed, Prashant, that's an important question. There were two kinds of political movements, moderates and extremists. The Bengal Congress actually had a very clear idea about the implications of this partition. And they struggled very hard with the Indian National Congress, which sitting in the North definitely had a different perspective, because they thought that they needed to have a holistic vision of what was happening in India, rather than focusing... On what was at that time, Bengal's most imp- India's most important province, that was Bengal and its forthcoming partition. when the when the um, the Bengali Congress soon decided uh, that they would move, from what you rightly point out, is handing over petitions, also in a way, trying to cooperate with the British, hoping that their cooperation would encourage them to leave, that quickly changed. Moreover, they also realized, for the first time, the Bengal Congress that with the rise of the nascent rise of the Muslim League and the demand for constituencies based on religion, that they would have to jostle for political power which would be given not on the basis of support by the people but support according to religious constituency That itself completely undermines the whole concept of a democracy. Because in a democracy, you are supposed to have leaders who lead you regardless of their religion. It's their ideology which you are supposed to be attracted to. But the partition destroyed that. And with that, what happened was that post 1857, the Muslims had been left behind in the rush to get British education, English education, jobs, etc., get government jobs, reserve jobs, clerical jobs, etc., the white-colour jobs that the Madhulovs are so famous for. And the conservatism within the Muslim elite post-1857 impeded their intellectual, political, educational development. They saw, therefore, in the partition an attempt to snatch back from the Bengali Hindus, what the Bengali Hindus had got by merit by getting onto the educational bandwagon, the ICS, for instance, the ICS. You look at the ICS, you look at the recruitment figures. Finally, the British were so alarmed at the large number of Bengalis who were qualifying for the ICS that they even lowered the age to a ridiculous age. Even then the Bengali Bhadranok were qualifying because they wanted to be ICS officers. So All this cemented the divide and also moved the Bengal National Congress from a petition making Congress into a much more political body, fully aware of the imperialist games that were being brewed right there in front of them on Bengali.
0: So once they realized that, ma'am, we saw the invention as well as the practice of new political techniques. I mean, Swadeshi till then was not a popular practice. Tell us about that. How did boycott Swadeshi emerge and how did it alter the life of Bengal in those years? Because we read reports about how nationalist outrage really brought a halt to uh, a lot of these British efforts. Well, there was a great man,
1: not a Bengali. Parsi called Dadabhai Naroji, who first wrote about the drain of India's wealth. How much it was drained. I'm writing about that in my new book, which is on the indentured route. The knowledge that India was being completely drained of all its resources and its immediate impact on the Bengal economy because the British destroyed Bengal's uh, industries, which were very strong which included the weavers, if you remember, and brought in manufactured cotton, for example, therefore destroying Bengal's wealth and pushing Bengal down to a level of economic development of 200 years ago, making sure that the whole of India missed out on the industrial revolution which had taken the European and Western economies forward. It was at at that particular time that, Swadeshi, do it yourself, or what our Prime Minister now says, to be self-reliant. That Swadeshi is, what is Swadeshi? It is to turn your back on imperial goods, which are destroying you and your economy, and to do it yourself, to go back to where you were earlier. And that actually became so popular and so effective in Bengal that the damage done to Bengal's nascent economy, at that time, the cotton bloom, etc., were coming in, the British made sure that That Bengal's economy would never be mechanized, so that even a mechanized form of Dhaka muslin could not, for instance, compete with the Lancashire cotton. All that resulted, A, in a great impoverishment of Bengal, which we would see the result when the artificial famine was created in 42, 43, resulting in 4.7 million Bengalis dropping dead of famine. But it also resulted in great bitterness of political discourse which also strongly influenced the developments that would come rapidly post the 1911 uh, rolling back of the first partition of bengal In Dhaka in
0: 1906, as, as you alluded to it, uh, the Muslim League was formed. Was this completely encouraged, orchestrated by the British?
1: Yes, the Muslim League was the intellectual brainchild of our colonizers. We need to learn a lot from them regarding divide and rule. It was devious, it was very effective and again, it arose out of their bitter experience of 1857 because 1857 demonstrated that Indians, if they are not divided by religion, can drive out anyone.
0: And how did the Muslim League then begin its activities in the East, defending the partition?
1: The Muslim League had a chequered uh, career in the East uh, as opposed to North India, they were just getting into the swing of things when the partition was rolled back in 1911. When the partition was rolled back in 1911, the Muslim League in Bengal came into its own and was able to foment the concept that Bengal had to be partitioned between Hindu and Muslim Because Muslims can never be safe in the Hindu part of Bengal and making it clear to the Hindus, Bengali Hindus, that they will never be safe in the Muslim part of Bengal, which became very clear in Noakhali later when the killings took place and Gandhiji went.
0: So, so 1905 really left a legacy that four and a half decades later would end up leading to manifesting itself in the the division of India to the grassroots and then the impact that we saw on the grassroots in the villages of Bengal. Ma'am, to come back to the 1911 decision, why did the British reverse partition, you spoke about the role of the Bhadralok and their connections in London, and why did they shift the capital out of Calcutta to Delhi?
1: Those were two different decisions. The rolling back of the partition was because the British understood that in order to rule India, they need the support of certain classes, influential classes. That's why they came up with this whole concept of martial classes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in order to make them serve in the, their army, for instance. The administrative part of India, particularly in Bengal, was run by the Bhadralok. And don't forget that a very influential Bhadralok was Rabindranath Tagore himself. Rabindranath Tagore himself signed that petition, which was addressed to the, uh, to the Crown and to the Viceroy, asking for rolling back of the partition. So, uh, that that's the reason it was rolled back. The moving of the capital out of Kolkata into Delhi was an attempt to A. cut down the Bengali Hindu down to size and B. to demonstrate that India, as one of the most important jewels in the British crown, was being ruled by London from old, in capital, historic capital Delhi because Kolkata, I told you, is an artificial city. Even today, if you go there, it, it looks and like an artificial city. So a lot of my relatives would be angry that I'm telling you this. Whereas Delhi, historic, Delhi is like Jerusalem, seven generations of history. Delhi has been the historic capital of India and that's why they moved it back because at that time they were convinced that they were going to ruin India forever. Even up till World War II, Britain really thought they were going to rule us forever. And Delhi would be the capital of their eternal colony, India. So That's why it happened. I think a lot of Indians don't understand that. They should remember that, that they thought they were going to rule us forever. They had no intention of leaving at all at that point.
0: The, the decision, however, was preceded in 1909 with constitutional reforms and this is when the idea of separate electorates got institutionalized. Once separate electorates were introduced, how did it evolve in practice?
1: It caused a lot of dissension. It caused a lot of infighting among Muslims. Huge amount of fighting, Because you must also remember, Prashant, that Muslims were not a monolithic bloc at all. Their reality was that the Muslim peasant and the Hindu peasant had been equally exploited for centuries, right from Mughal rule to British rule. And therefore, actually, when we talk of Bengal syncretic culture, folklore, music, theatre, etc., it emanated from the grassroots level where the peasant, regardless of his religion, was exploited and survived. But because even under the Mughals, these were after all Indians. So they ruled in a humane manner and allowed the peasant his share of the of whatever was coming from the land and that's why the culture continued unabated. What happened thereafter was that when you had these separate electorates, you had a develop quick development of a very rich tiny Muslim elite, whether there were Nababs of Bengal, there were others who came up. But they were equally interested, if not more, in exploiting and pushing down the Muslim peasantry. So there was actually the development of left parties across the political divide, Hindus or Muslims, who were trying, like the Praja party, party etc., who tried for the upliftment of peasants, regardless of their religion. That was also coming up. That was also a result of separatist Do you think then the
0: Lucknow Pact was a mistake? Because it recognized the separate electorates.
1: It was a huge political error. I've written it in my book. The recognition of separate electorates meant that the Indian National Congress in order to come to power had decided yes on partition. So, separate electorates was, in my opinion, and I've written it many times, was a huge error brought about by the British and we should have thrown it out of the window the moment it was difficult.
0: Just to ma'am, uh, look back now, where would you place the partition of Bengal and the impact that it had on the nationalist movement in the broader arc of India's freedom struggle?
1: Well, as far as the partition of Bengal is concerned, I would put it right in the centre of the narrative which developed right from 1857 all the way up to 1947. And one of the greatest ironies was that how rapidly the partition of of Bengal and the partition of India on a religious basis was undone after 1947 by the development of the Bengali language movement On the other side of the border in what is now Bangladesh and the undoing of Pakistan not on a religious basis but on a language basis, Muslim versus Muslim, culture versus culture. So in a way it is a vindication of what India had always stood for which is that there is a syncretic culture which united India. That syncretic culture was torn asunder by the British true religion. But the rise of the language movement and the rupture of East Pakistan demonstrated that that's a hollow lie that actually what mattered in Bengal and still matters is the Bengali language, the Bengali culture, the Bengali civilization, everything that is Bengali, which binds Bengal together. Nobody can ever destroy. That is the reality which Bangladesh is
0: Thank you so much, ma'am, for taking us through this chapter of India's freedom struggle. The partition of Bengal may not have lasted beyond six years, but the partition of Bengal deepened communal division and had consequences that India had to face four decades after Lord Curzon made that fateful decision in Bengal. Stay with us on this journey as we explore different phases of India's freedom struggle. We now look at the Lucknow Pact in the next episode. Thank you so much, ma'am.